Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains in History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of high society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Sponsored by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College. Good evening. Good evening, and God bless each and every one who's tuned in today. I would just like to say God bless you, and I pray that all is well. As we begin to go into our program for tonight, I would like us to take a moment and let us pray for those who lost their loved one in Surfside, Florida. You know, I know most of us have heard of it. It's been on all the news, uh, ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, <clears throat> also, and even Fox, uh, are speaking and concerning those uh, in the condo that collapsed in Surfside, Florida. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we come, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We come uplifting those who have lost loved ones and those who have yet to find their loved ones in the rubble at this condo in Surfside, Florida. Father, we pray, Lord, that you would protect those rescue workers who are trying diligently to find anyone who's alive and find the remains that people's minds could be put at ease and they could take the time and have enclosed uh, their minds on what's going on with uh, those who are family members and they can close everything after they find out whether the person is was killed uh, when the collapse of the condo. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, God. We ask a special blessing upon them, Lord. Build them up where they're torn down, Lord. Strengthen them where they're weak. Give them the strength and the fortitude to go through what they're going through. Again, Lord, I would ask that you would protect those who are working so diligently and risking their lives every day to try to find out if there's anyone alive underneath the rubble. And now, Lord, I ask a, a, a blessing and I ask a special blessing and I ask a pray for my grandson who was injured, was shot in a, uh, a shooting um, Saturday night. He's doing okay, but I pray for him and I pray for his decision-making of his friends. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, and I pray for anyone who's having problems anyway in this world today. Lord, we just pray for you. We lift you up. We magnify your name because we know that there's no problem that's too hard for God. Good evening, and God bless you again is my prayer. I was very, very <clears throat> confounded over a statement that I heard made, and this uh, young, this lady works with the cabinet of uh, President Biden, and something that was said was very, very 
uh, uh, confounding to me that statement that she made is it's not a law or anything, but she was just proposing that there be a limit on how many children Sarah Conley, how many children that a family should have, and to limit them to one. Some explanation from some people that gave comments was saying poor people should be limited to one kid that they can take care of. And and I was talking earlier with Pastor Williams, and I, I, I gave an explanation to why this is. And I really, really hate when a person, I really dislike when a person talks to black folk or people like they are ignorant, or anyone as that you're ignorant. First of all, we know that even what the Voting Rights Suppression Act is about, we know that that's all about suppressing black and Latino voting because we're getting to be a voting block, people of color. And people of color especially become the most populous. We're not no longer going to be the minority, but in the next 20 to 30 years, we may be the majority. So if you, because uh, black birth rate is about staying level or, or slowing down a little. Uh, Caucasian or white birth rate have dropped, but Latino birth rate birth rates are going up. So soon it's going to be people of color, or melanin, will be the most populous group in America, and white supremacy will not rule anymore. And to keep white supremacy ruling. They're coming up with everything. And when the lady, she made this statement, uh, but that America it should put a limit on childbirth, I knew where she was coming from because all the gimmicks and different things that's being worked out right now before so many black folk, but we, it, it seems to be that uh, black folks are asleep to what's going on. Uh, either we sit back and... Uh, it was Dr. King that says that when we don't speak out, they're saying that we are in agreement with what they're doing. If you don't tell a person what you're doing when you're twisting my arm, you're hurting me, they will continue to twist your arm, or you have to stop them from twisting your arm. Well, it's time that people give up their beers and their whiskey and their barbecues and start standing up because it's been 150 years since slavery was ratified. But you're still doing us the same thing. I was amazed that they're just about doing the College World Series in Vanderbilt University and Mississippi State University is playing for the, the, the National World Series for the college baseball. And out of everything, people from the Mississippi side start saying racial slurs to some people. <laughs> From Vanderbilt. I mean, it, it's still that way, this white supremacy. They've lived a lie so long. They've lived this lie that they are superior. And they're no way superior to no other race. It's been a lie, and I'm going to put it in these terms. It's been a lie from the pits of hell that they are superior. superior. And I'm going to go into different things and show you where they are not superior to anything. It's sad that we fall for it. 
But I want you to understand that from the age of 1 to 18 that our children are brainwashed under white supremacy. And I'm glad that most people want to know, well, Dr. Kemp, how are our children brainwashed? How is the school system brainwashed our children? And how are they brainwashed from birth? Well, through the media, television. Television, most of the time, you black people as pimps, bibles, and thieves. That's what that's what we are made up to be. Or either we cursing each other out or talking about one another for the, us to learn to laugh and others to laugh at us. We're always made up to be criminals. We're not. We just start having superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just start having superheroes to come about with Black Panther. And we didn't have superheroes. Every every white Superman, Batman, Robin, all of these superheroes, the Hulk, if you name them, Thor, everybody's white. And those are the good guys. So 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 now so, so when you look at it, then when you go to school, everything is about white. Santa Claus is white. They turned Jesus white, and Jesus was in the, the area in which Jesus comes from. They didn't have white folks there. That's a shame. You know, that that's that's a shame. Moses, Abraham were the white guy. Never the white folks never came from where Abraham came from or the Chaldees. Moses was a Hebrew. And he paid for Pharaoh's grandson. And Pharaoh was black. And Pharaoh was black. Moses went to his, 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 his wife in Ethiopia as a pub, and she told her father to found the Egyptian with the Egyptians. The Egyptian. Now, now, now uh, what I'm trying to get to is to show you how your brain was in school. And when they show you a picture of the Egyptian, because they were they able were to build 5,000 years ago, able to be a pyramid which you would calculate to roughly about 44 stars, calculating most of the tallest building in cities today. But 4,000 years ago, they didn't have planes. years ago, in Europe, a lot of people were living in caves. But the people in Africa were building buildings, living in stone structures, having colleges timber too. But 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 but, you, but, but, but that's you, not taught in your school. What's taught in your school is a bunch of naked people running around in Africa, and everything that's good is white. If you go by if when you go by you go Joshua was white, Moses was white, David all David was white, Solomon was white. Every person in the Bible, all when you get to the prophet, Jeremiah, Obadiah, if you call you know, Habakkuk, you know, Joel, man, if you name any apostle, I mean, prophet, they were white. Then when you get to the New Testament, all the apostles and disciples are white, including Jesus. But Jesus is a Hebrew person. Jesus is an Israelite, and they were not, they white. Were not white. Then when you get to school, they <laughs> teach you, they teach you. Columbus discovered America. America. Columbus never came Columbus to America. Came America. 
And Columbus was a dummy. He was trying to find a shortcut to Indian. And when they land over in Hispaniola, which is over in that Haiti area and things, uh, they call uh, they call Indians because they were looking for India, and the people, and the people that were in America, 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 they call it the Americas, were dark skins, and they had Africans. They had even in the United States, they had people with with Afrocentric roots in, in America. Africans uh, in America before be thousand of years before Columbus ever sat foot here. Not Columbus, but when the Europeans came here. That's why they say the Indians were copper color. Copper color. When you get an opportunity to Google it about an Indian being copper color, then get a penny and, and hold it up and see what race with people the penny is the color of. It's the color of African Americans. Most Indians were very dark skinned, and if you go to India today, most of the people over there that have not been been, been okay. Haven't been interbreeding with Britain because Great Britain colonized oh, India for a while. That's the end of the real, real, real old tribe of people. They're African. They look just like Africans. That's even there right now today. And what's sad about it, they've been ostracized by the other people from India because they're taking that stereotype of white supremacy. White supremacy teach you all the way through school. When I say till 18, they teach you all the way through high, junior high, see, elementary, junior high, senior high, that you didn't do anything, which they did not do anything. If they did something, when the truth, if the truth be told, you came over here and land on Plumber Rock, a bunch of homeless vagabonds that didn't own anything. Now, this is the pedigree. But it will never be said this way. Land in a country which was inhabited by about 70 million people, the indigenous people, not Indians. That's a name that they gave the people because they were dumbest and got lost looking for India. The indigenous people here, and they came in and they could not make it. So many, if you look at the history, so many froze to death and died. The Native Americans took pity on them because they didn't know how to grow. They didn't know how to trap. They didn't know how to do certain things. So they started helping them out. And then we, we celebrate Thanksgiving. What would a Native American celebrate Thanksgiving with a Caucasian, a white person? Why would they celebrate Thanksgiving with them? That's the same person if they if the Native American fed them, they turned right around and killed them and took their land. Gave them diseases, gave them smallpox. Look it up. Look it up. General William Amherst. Amherst University is named Gave them, put the smallpox blankets along the East Coast and almost killed all the Indians. All that was Native, well, Native. I'm sorry about always saying Indians. I'm so used to that term. But Native Americans along the... Uh, Eastern Seaboard. There's so many low-down things. Then after they keep that group of people, which was a genocide, I don't know if you have three million Native Americans here bringing Native Americans here today in America. It might have close to 100 million, but it's not a good story of the genocide. 
Those old people, the savages, they would never tell the truth because it was his savage. The can come and kill the Native America and take the land. Then they go and kidnap a race of people that they knew was really might have been superior to them and could cultivate the land and grow what they need to grow and was able to build them in the south to take the heat, the mosquito bites and everything else and build this country on tears with tears. Just right in the United States, it was over seven plus million people that came from Africa. Who I, 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 my my great grandparents were slaves, who came here and built this country. Sixty percent of the exports of America was cotton, sugar. Tobacco, indigo, and the slaves did it, and they did it for over almost 300 years for free. Can you imagine over 7 plus million people working for free for about 300 years? How much is that? that, that, that that's from, from, from 17 to 19 trillion dollars. But no one ever would would ever look at reparations to those. So when 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 they're talking about from uh, sending us to school, it's a brainwashing. They talk about China. They talk about Russia. They three countries, uh, communist countries. Say they brainwash the people. Well, we've been brainwashing brainwash people. The big, the big you ever gonna get is that 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 this is the, uh, the country of America is, is the country for Caucasian. And, and I want to like to say this: when you have an opportunity, find out how many Caucasians Ellis Ellis Island. But in New York, they came in. Most of them came in here. The majority came in less than a hundred years ago through Ellis Island, a little over a hundred years. Most African Americans been here for hundreds, three hundred years, two hundred and sixty years, hundred and seventy-five years. So it's one of those things. Uh, we 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 need to understand how can you tell me that you tell me you just got how can you tell me to tell back to Africa and you're not from there? The only person to tell somebody to go back where they come from is Native Americans. And once the Native Americans start telling Caucasians, go back where you come from. You don't own nothing here. All the land is ours. You came and took the land like you do all over the world. You go talk about colonizing and go talk about helping other countries out. And then you try to take over Everything that's worth something, their natural resources, whatever they whatever have, they, have. They, they, they want to take, want to take over. Just like Africa right now, Africa uh, may be the country with the most natural resources on this earth, raw natural resources. And it's not that they cannot work it and sell it. But the other countries will not do business with them. They're only going to do business with certain countries. The main countries they're doing business is with China, Russia, Japan, America, Canada, and others. So 
the Africans start selling on their own, the people are not going to buy from them. So they need to sell to other countries. countries. And so you almost like a third party deal if you're going to even try to make try to make things. South Africa, they're asking about to give the land back to the people, which they should, because they haven't been over there no more than about 200, a little over 200 years. In South Africa, where all the diamonds and you, by the way, you need plutonium to make nuclear weapons. That's why everybody's stunned down when it comes to them. But the people say they want their land back. It is my prayer. The people could run them out of the country, the Portuguese. The Spanish and the Portuguese and the Britons run them out of South Africa and take their land back. But I know it's different because this is a racist world that uh, the European countries will line up on the side of these racist and took the people land. And this is the way it goes, and it's time that we call it out for what it is. It's time that we stand up and call it out for what it is. It's very important. I have to say that because it's, it's, I was watching this elderly white lady, and she was talking today, and she made a profound statement in the statement that she made was concerning that the fact that White people think that they are superior. And what she said, that said, I laugh because I'm going to later on break it down to you uh, by, by the DNA and everything. I'll break that down to you. But this, this elderly white lady, she always do things on race. And she said that a white person needs to quit thinking that they're more than other races, they're more than black, and told him, say, black, a black lady is where everybody came from, which is the truth. They came from black people. She said that they are no more than a faded, faded version of black people. Black people. Did you catch what I say, faded? And in other words, they don't have melanin. They lost the melanin when they moved from around the equator and moved up to Europe. They went to a... Uh, 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 what happened when they lost their, uh, they, they, okay, they went through a variant. And it's just like uh, the disease that we have out now, COVID-19. There are different variants. It's after different DNA and different things, genes uh, become mutating, and some of them drop off in a depletion. They end up with a depletion of melanin. And so we have to look at that. This, uh, I'm going to explain it. I will explain that to you. I will explain that to you when we get a little bit further. But there are some things that 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 presently we need to deal with. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we went through on the 19th of June. We had Juneteenth, but most folk don't know where that actually the the nuances of it. The other slaves in other states other states that they were free. Only the slaves that were in Texas did not know that they were free. Now, we need to understand and learn history the way it's truly written. See, on January the 1st in 1808, the U.S., the United States official banned the importation of slaves from Africa. Now, in essence, what they say, and from the West Indies, 
They banned slavery in the United States in 1808 and 1807. You know, and that's important for us to understand. It, it wasn't it was just slavery in 1865. The southern states didn't give up slavery. Again, the United States officially banned and implication mean the bringing slaves into the United States, January the 1st, 1808. But the southern in the south, they, keep, they didn't want to lose their business in uh, cotton and sugar cane and all this other stuff, tobacco. They would not, they were lazy people. They, would, they couldn't work the, the cotton field. They could not work. Uh, the sugarcane field or the tobacco field, and they would like to call us lazy, but they were lazy. The blood and sweat and tears from the cotton, which would, again, I told you, was 60% of the export from America was cotton. The clothing for textiles and other came from the South from black labor. Now, it's important to claim that they say that the first slave ship Landed in Jamestown, Virginia in uh, 1619. But now this is 1808 when the slavery is bad. Now, uh, it's important that we understand that the Civil War began April of 12, 1861, and it ended in 1865. But now, the Southern State left the Union in 1860, because they did not want to get rid of the slaves. See, the war was about slavery. Uh, there are different people who are racist, and I call I, I care to call them racist. It's myself to call them racist who say the war was about states' rights. Yes, it was about state rights, evil state rights, the right for different in the South to keep slaves, to rape them, to burn them, to lynch them, to sell them like they cattle. And talking about Western expansion, too, that's what they said it was about. Now, it is, it is for us to understand that during that war, and I think that the Civil War was a move of God, because brother fought against brother, cousin fought against cousin, in the Civil War. And some some brothers lived up north and some lived down south, and that was a different in the character and the nature of the people. One wanted to put an end to servitude or slavery, and the others did not. Now, it's been estimated that around 620,750, uh, you know, people lost their lives during the Civil War. Now, I want us to understand that the Civil War ended in the spring of 1865. Robert E. Lee surrendered to, was surrendered. The last major uh, Confederate army to Ulysses S. Grant at Apoxamatox Courthouse on April the 9th, 1865. The last battle was fought. Palmetto Ranch in Texas in March the 13th, 1865. Now, I'm saying all that because I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Now, I want you to understand that the Emancipation Proclamation, that they signed the Emancipation Proclamation 
1863. That's when they freed the slaves, was freed. And all the southern states other than Texas knew that the slaves were free. But they didn't find out that they were free in Texas until 1865. Okay, now this is it. Emancipation Proclamation was issued January the 1st, 1863. You do the math. And the U.S. approached its third year of the bloody war. It was three years into the war, they freed the slave, Emancipation Proclamation. The proclamation declared that all persons held as slaves within, you know, the rebellious states, henceforth that they were free. But it wasn't until two, what, two years or three years, two years and five months on June and June nineteenth, nineteen eighteen sixty-five. Now eighteen sixty-three. That's when they were free in all other states. But it wasn't until June nineteen eighteen. 65. That's when approximately 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas. The Army announced that more than 250,000 enslaved blacks in that state were free by executive decree. This day that we celebrate comes from Juneteenth, but it really was the decree was just for Texas, because the other slaves knew that they were free. And that's what's so important about it. We have to understand that they knew that they were free and that uh, the decree to abolish slavery was about, you know, on January 1st, 1865. That's when that's when they were talking to about totally abolish it. And the true abolishment of slavery was achieved when the 13th Amendment was ratified in December, uh, December 6, 1865. Now, the ratification of, of slavery uh, with the 13th Amendment, it wasn't as good as people think. The ratification of slavery in 1865 in December, if you ever get a chance to read the 13th Amendment, it ratified and it freed the slave, but it gave a clause because you have to understand that President President Lincoln was assassinated. Then President Johnson came in. President Johnson was catching flat from the southern plantation, the millionaire southern plantation owner, because they didn't have anyone to... To, to grow their crop and to pick their crops and to plant their crop. And so they started pressing him to do something where they and, the, and they pulled to do something about it. Well, the Union troops were pulled out of the South. So that left the, night, the white night riders and the clans to ride by, and it kept slaves from leaving the plantation. Because they were afraid if they left the plantation that didn't have a gun, the night riders of the clan would kill them, lynch them, or burn them. So they would stay on the plantation for protection. Now, and, and it goes even further than that. When the Union soldiers left, 
they made uh, that, that 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 ratification of the 13th Amendment had a stipulation at the end that if anyone was arrested, anyone was charged with a crime, that they could be, be put back in the servitude. Now, if you would read your 13th Amendment, you'll find out that that stipulation is at the end of it. It states that you could be put back in the servitude, mean, and you could work. And what they would do was pick blacks up for anything. They had something, uh, 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 you know, that simple. You could be littering. It could be lottering, vagrancy. mean, if you don't have a job and they catch you on the street at a certain time, you could be put in jail. Well, now, when they, when they would put you in jail, they would hire you back to the plantation you came off or to another plantation to work for free. They get a little stipend and a little money for it, but they were sending you right back into slavery. So, so every time a uh, 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 white folk have given us something, they take it back and put stipulations to it. We need to really, really learn our own history, and we need to study. We know that that at the 15 amendments is the Voting Right Act, and you see what they're doing to the Voting Right Act now. They're turning it all around, and the worst thing that I've heard, and I, I listened carefully, and one of the worst things that I've heard is this, that it was the Republicans who freed the slaves. And that's true, but it's not the same Republicans that were in office in 1860. To 1865, it's a whole group. Now it's a bunch of uh, uh, Donald Trump racist bigots that's in there today. That's passing all kind of laws to, to cut the, the, to cut the Voting Rights Act down. Everything is to hurt minorities. This is what they're doing. But we're so busy talking getting drunk, doing drugs, and having barbecues, and the preachers, are the, the ministers are afraid to tell the truth in the church, that these same white evangelicals are bagging Donald Trump, that they're not Christians, and Jesus would tell the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees off, and let them know what they wasn't doing, nothing that they would honor him with their mouth, but their hearts were far away from him that what they stood for wasn't correct. They didn't stand for the right thing. And so it goes on and on. We're just not doing the things that we should be doing, and we're not teaching our kids. We need to have a whole new curriculum in the schools of America instead of teaching. American history is the one of the biggest lies that you ever can could, could study. You can't discover a place with over 70 million people living there. You didn't, you, all the, most of the inventions, if you ever could Google it and find out the invention that the Japanese, the Chinese, the Africans, the Native Americans, and the African Americans invented, you'll find out that white, if they ever put it in a book, white folk would duck their head because the gunpowder and the gun the, and, and explosive was done in China. The stuff they didn't they didn't make much of anything. The, everything they got they they copied off of someone else. 
even to this day, they use people from other countries to become Americans and to invent things. So it, it, it's something that we need to really study and teach our children so that our children would not have low self-esteem. We sending them to a school that teaches them that they didn't do anything, which is a lie. You know, I think about that all the time, and they don't tell the truth. You would think that nothing good ever came from Africa. When all humankind came from Africa, everybody came from Africa. If, if you were saying a white person back then, to, to, to who, 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 where their origin come from, everybody would have an African origin. Now, I'm going. I said I was going to go back because I wanted to start from uh, what was going on current day events and and praying for those who in Surfside, Florida, and other things that uh, talk about uh, going on today, and then uh, address some things about the Civil War and about uh, the Voting Rights Act. I wanted to talk about Emancipation Proclamation. I wanted to talk about Juneteenth because we really need to know these things that that uh why we celebrate Juneteenth. Well, Juneteenth wasn't the original day that slavery was abolished. That was Juneteenth was just the day that people in Texas knew that the slave were free. The slaves that were in Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, you know, if you go on and you talk about North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia and Kentucky and Tennessee, they knew they were free. But it had not reached uh, to uh, Texas yet. So about 250,000 slaves were in Texas, and they found out that day when they came into Galveston, Texas. Now, I want us to understand that many, many years ago, now I'm going to go back to tell you some things that it's written, white folk have written about it, but they never put these things in the books that they teach in our schools. They know that if they put these things in the books that they teach at our school, then their children would have an inferiority complex, not our children. They leave things out because they want our children to have that inferiority complex. And they are, they, and, and, and really they're succeeding with it is because we are refusing to study uh, programs like this. People are not tuning in because it would make you want to look up things and study and find out just where I stand and what I could teach my kids where this forced, this forced, you know, low self-esteem being put upon us because we're never showing anything that we've ever done. They, they're not going to tell you there couldn't be an air condition without you. It couldn't be a light bulb without you, an elevator. They, they, the computers, they, they are a cell phone, just, just, just over an air gas mask, fire extinguishers, you, you name it, uh, uh, motors and all these things were made by them though. Uh, the White House was built by slave labor. The, the, uh, the Washington D.C., the Washington Round the Monument, all that was laid out by by, by uh, Benjamin Banneker and the almanac, what we plant, and by the moon till the high tides in the moon. All that comes from the almanac, and a black person did that. 
It's so much that's in there to stop the red light that you 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 could, could it'll be a traffic jam or traffic boggle. I mean, this would be pitiful if that we didn't have things. How could you get to the twentieth floor, the one hundredth floor of a building without an elevator? Uh, being in the south like I live, how can you survive without an air conditioning, a refrigerator? You know how you know how can you survive? Yeah, they show like try to make blacks being savage. Blacks were cooking their food long before Caucasians ever was cooking food. Now I'm about to get to this, but I want to tell you that when uh, your anthropologist, anthropology means the study of mankind or the study of man. Where what is the origin of man? When uh, anthropologists look for where did man originate from, where did man come from, where was the first man, man, you will find out they don't go in Europe, they don't go to Russia, they don't go to China. They all go to Africa because they know that Africa is the cradle of civilization. Really, they know that life started in Africa. And it's something about your skin, the dark skin color, that tell them that it originated there. That dark skin with the melanin carries a powerful, powerful word about where did life start from. And I'll get to that to you in, in just a minute. Okay, that uh, there, that's what you call Australopithecus, what they call Lucy. They found this fossil of a skeleton was found in Ethiopia around in East Africa around 1974. And uh, they found that they got this simple understanding about the evolution, but also because Lucy became a household name of this this fossil that they found of this, this short African lady. And she became a, a household name because they named her Lucy because the Beatles had, a, had this record out, Lucy, a song about Lucy. Now, if you want to look it up about Lucy, look for Don Johansson and Tom Gray, who was looking for rocks, but they just the fossil of Lucy. Now, this is a black lady that lived around 3.18 million years ago. And even going back, even going back in the t- 2 million years ago, you could find uh, Professor uh, Lewis, Leakey and his wife, Mary Douglas Leakey. Uh, they were, someone with very, you know, different uh, British paleontologists and, and different other things. They found a pro-council school of extinct ape, which is now believed, uh, some people try to believe that this extinct ape was close to human. She, then she also discovered what you call a robust Zenvantropus skull in the old deep garden in Tanzania, in East Africa, now that term, Zenzantropus uh, or Zenzantropy, talks about uh, East Africa. Several archaeological and anthropological fossils have been found of our ancestors and the ancestors of apes and humans. And then while they were excavating in the old deep gods in Africa, around Tanzania, uh, Louis Vicky, they found different artifacts. They found where 
the people were able to make millions of years ago, they were able to make tools. They were able to make pottery, tools, and so things didn't just happen. People didn't just start at the beginning. This is millions of years ago. People in Africa were able to make arrowheads and to make tools and able to cultivate. So now, and then if you do your study, you'll find out that man didn't leave out, left out Africa about 70,000 years ago. Now, I just told you that I just showed you the fact that what, uh, go back to what they were saying about 3 million years ago, they found Lucy. Now, if they found Lucy 3 million years ago, and now since they found Lucy, later on, about 2 some million ago, they found Zanthropus, and Zanthropus would be uh, over 2 million years ago. So when you go back all these million years, everything leads back to Africa. But now I, I want us to take the time to understand just what all this is, what I'm talking about. All these are black folk. All this is black folk. Now, but I want you to understand, too, that we have to understand now this is very, very important. And those who are listening, I want you to write this down. If you really want to find out, take your time and write this down. See, if we trace our DNA back to our maternal, me mother from our mother, me maternal inheritance, mitochondria within our cells, about our DNA, mitochondria DNA within our cells, all humans have the theoretical common ancestor. I mean, we have the same, say, I don't care what color we are, we come from the same ancestors. Now, we come from the same as this woman is known as mitochondria Eve. This female lady who is mitochondria Eve was was they, they, she lived over two hundred thousand years ago in South Africa. Now she's the mother, and I listen at this. She was not the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring. In the past, on the mitochondria DNA, as a result, all humans today, listen to what I'm saying, her name is mitochondria Eve. All humans today can trace their mitochondria DNA back to her. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variants we see in contemporary humans since her time. Since 200,000 years ago, everybody carried her DNA, her genetic variants. See, genetic variants we see in contemporary humans today. Since Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted, moved apart, and genetically on distinct ethnic groups, Chinese, Japanese, you know, uh, we are Caucasians and, and, and things, all moved all the way from Africa. But all of us carry her this black lady DNA, we all came from a black person. Now, now, now that was a man that came. It was just like about 3,000, let's say, 2000, about 23, about 20, over a little over 2,315 years ago. I mean, in other words, 315 years before the birth of Christ, 
they found the fossil of a human being, of a male homer, which was a man, in southern Africa. And he is the closest relative yet to humanity to common to the female ancestor of mitochondria Eve, another black person. He is the closest person to her. You know, and they know that he fished along the southern coast of Africa. But he's the closest match to mitochondria Eve. And they found his, his skeletal remains in St. Helen Bay in South Africa. And he was found, if you want to look it up, by an archaeologist named Andrew Smith. And Andrew Smith is a, is a professor at the University of Cape Town. We have to understand that Sub-Saharan Africa is the cradle of humanity. And to have hey, the deer have our DNA sequenced, you'll find out that every human being, I don't care what color you are, your ancestors really are African. And, and, and I'm, I'm about to get something and, and show you something here, too. Now, we're going to go off into what, you, what, what I would call genetics. What makes you what you you take what you inherited from your parents and others? And there was a there was a guy named he was a professor named Gregoire Mendel, and he would come way back in the 1800s. He 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 found all these things out. He's the father of genetics. You know, uh, he's the father of genetics inheritance. Involved the passing of discrete units inheritance of genes from parent to offspring. We received different genes from both of our parents. Remember found that pairs of traits that were passed down from, and he did it with, with beans, and he did it with all kind of different flowers and beans, and he did also did it with humans. But these are some of the things that he came up with first. <laughs> he found, excuse me, <clears throat> he found out that black or brown skin is dominant. That brown eyes is dominant genes. Now, this is your dominant. Dominant means uh, that superior. It's a black and brown skin color come from a dominant gene. Brown eyes come from color, come from a dominant gene. Light skin come from recessive. Now, recessive means a lower form. It's a lower form of gene. Blue eyes come from a recessive gene, meaning a lower form. So what you're hearing right now is that if dark skin is dominant and light skin, it comes from a recessive gene. Now, I want you to explain something to you, <clears throat> where I'm going with this. <clears throat> 70,000 years ago, people started leaving in Africa. Now, I want you to show you something. They stopped off in what they call Asia. Now, Europeans want to call it Euro-Asia, uh, try to uh, take part of it, meaning <clears throat> men around uh, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran. If they, they call it Euro-Asia. Iran, Iraq, and Syria, Lebanon, and different places in there. It's a Eurasia. But the people are dark, but they're not They're not white. They're not Caucasian, without total, without melanin. So that was like 70,000 years ago they went to Eurasia, but then they went further 
from Eurasia and 40,000 years after 70,000 years going to right there in uh, Asia. Later on, about 40,000 years, this uh, moving further up north, away from the equator, where it's cold. And the further they got away from the equator, they start going through different changes in the way they look. Now, it's important that we, we, we pick that up. Now, this is something that uh, three rules that Dr. Laws, that Dr. Uh, Mendel had, the law of independent assortment, that you like assortment mean to take away, some go this way, some go that way. And when you independently assault people, some went to China, some went to Asia, some, some went to India, and the people start going around in the lower part. Most of those stayed more dark-skinned, if you notice, because if you go to India, you'll find so many Indi- people from India seem like they're, they're, they're African-Americans or African with, 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 with kind of straight dark hair. And uh, that's your law of independence of Solomons. You go a different place. But now the law of dominance means, now when you say dominance means if a person, if a group of people look the same and they live in the same area, the ch- it, people going to dominate and look that way. And the law of segregation simply means to, to leave out when people left out of, of uh, Africa, they moved away from it. They segregated themselves from the dogs. So when they, they were passing those DNA, when they went through, uh, when they when they lost the melanin and they went through what, what you call a, uh, uh, mutation. They went through a mutation, and uh, they start changing color. They start looking different because they went through a mutation. And we know we hear a lot of that going on today when we talk about uh, when we when we talk about uh, COVID nineteen. They say the disease is mutating into another another. It's the, the same into another variant. It's the same disease, but a little different. And that's what happened to mankind. Mankind started going through a different variant. And, and now let me, let me explain something to you, because there are some people that may not understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> the word mutation uh, by Webster Dictionary, mutation is a change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subjugant generations caused by alteration of a single base unit in DNA or depletion, insertion, or rearrangement, or a large section of gene. Now listen at this. A depletion, white people have a depletion of melanin, the same thing that we call albino. Now I want you to understand this. When I was talking about Mendel, about Mendel, Gregor Mendel, I want you to understand uh, black people uh, come with dominant genes. See, you could get the recessive from the dominant. You could get a white kid from two black people from the darkest parts of Africa. And and we, we, you say that child is albino, but that child come out, out looking white, but the child's parents are midnight black. But you can't get a black child from recessive gene. Two white people cannot make uh, a dark-skinned baby or a black baby. 
but you could take two blacks and make a white baby. That's how they know that they they're no more than a mutation from uh, African uh, from us. Now I got to the part where I was telling you that about about a mutation, and we we, we hear that word a variant, a, the word variant a lot uh, right now dealing with the different forms of COVID. It's COVID, but it's just a little different. Uh, they said that that the structure of the gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generation. So it's been passed down the lack of melanin. Listen to what it say closely. Caused by alteration of a single base unit in DNA or deletion. Delete means to take away. A deletion from us means you take the melanin out of our skin and we are turned white. Now, I want you to understand this, that a lot of the, the uh, Africans that's on the eastern coast of Africa have printed nose. All Africans do not have stooped noses, okay? They say a deletion or assertion or rearrangement or large section of gene. Uh, they, uh, their eyes went through a mutation. And it's, I just read to you, uh, Gregor, the, the geneticist says that blue eyes, come from a recessive gene, meaning a lower form of a gene. Okay, and the last part of this, what they talk about, about mutation is, listen to what it has to say. A mutation is the, ultimately the only way in which new variants enter into a species. What, what am I saying? In the human species, the only way that we look different different eyes and the way we look different, the only way we have that is because the reason we have that is because of the variants of different species, the mutation take place, and ultimately we just start looking different. So it's something that we need to really, really look at. And see, after modern humans established themselves in Africa, smaller population branched out to establish footholds and in, in, in Asia, before they went up to went east to Europe, and and then west, and even reaching to the Americas, so so they went there, and then people was in, in in other places. So it is imperative that we understand that these people are, are just you, uh, are just a, a lower form of you. But they would, but now every word I said came from there. Every word that I'm saying came from that teaching, but they were not teaching in school. They did the research. They know where they come from, and they know what to hide from you because they, they, if they tell their children that they're no more than a variant, that they came from you, they came from a depletion of melanin, then their children will feel inferior to you. So to keep you feeling inferior, they make history be what they want it to be and that's the low rate you they don't want to tell you that you were that, that they don't want to tell have to tell tell their children that you were in america long before they ever start put in america and and it's easy if you want if, if you want to know about it it's very very easy to know that you were in america before then all you have to look up is this name L-M-E-C, Omic, Omic people. They they had colossal heads, some nine, some 14 feet tall. 
And now you have to understand that these people were in America over 12, 1200 BCE, and that's 1200 before Christ's era. So if Christ was here 2,000 years ago and 1200, that's 3,200 years ago, they were in they were in America. And matter of fact, now you could do the homework, and I say the, the different things that I say. You could always write it down and look it up. If you see the colossal heads, you know they're African. Big old wide noses, big old lips, and the people. <laughs> and, the, and the heads are 14 feet tall, colossal heads. And, you know, there's uh, a whole lot of Olmec people. is a civilization of, of ancient Mesoamericans. Some are in New Mexico, La Venta, San, Cruz, San Lorenzo. Veracruz, there are 17 of those heads have been discovered to this date. Ten of them are in San Lorenzo, San Lorenzo, San Lorenzo, okay? And four in, in uh, La Venta. And, and then they, they are also found in the Andes Mountains. But these are colossal heads that, that's, that's made of stone. They're, they're boulders, a large Balsam boulders that carve and show the image of the people, how they look of a, of a, of a head. And the people that is that are black. So, and when, when they first came to America, they had black already here in America. It's important that we, we, we look that up. It's important that we understand. It's important that we learn about the Bible and find out that the Bible tell you if you learn how to read the Bible, you'll know that the people in the Bible were African descent, were, were African. And the Bible would tell you, and the first place I would tell you to look is in the 10th chapter of the book of uh, Genesis. About Job, talking about he had, Job had, not Job, but Noah had those three sons. But then you go to Zondervan um, Bible Dictionary, and look up the term ham. And when you look up that term about ham, you're going to find out that ham is the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood. And one of the eight persons to live through the flood, he became the progenitor of the dark race, not of the Negroes, but of the Ethiopians, the the Egyptians, the Libyans, and the Canaan. Now, notice what they say, not of the Negro. The first thing that we were called in America were colored people. Not not the first, but one thing that we were called, you know, the N-word, and, and uh, we were called Jigaboos and all kind of things. But names they had, what I remember going back in the 40s, 50s, they were colored folks in the early and that. But then we went to Negroes. We didn't want to be Negroes. So then we went to being black. I'm black and I'm proud with James Brown. Then we went to African-Americans today. Some people go back and just write black. But the reason I'm saying this, you have to understand, when they get to they said that Ham is the progenitor of the dark race. And it says the Ethiopian, the Egyptian, the Libyans, and the Canaanite. First of all, we know the Ethiopians. 
We know all Moses' children came from Zephyr, which was an Ethiopian woman. The next thing you have to understand that they say the Egyptians, why every time you see on TV about the pyramids and all the gold and decorative and beautiful women of Egypt, they painted as a white lady. But the Bible dictionary tells you that they're from the dark East of Africa. So you, you find out the lies that have been put out by, 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 by people writing books. And I, I teach seminary, and when I teach them, I say, he who writes, he who write the narrative mean the story make to be the color they want them to be or make them to be good or bad like the history of America. They make the Caucasians that came over be good in which they were savages that came over, raped, took the country from people, gave them disease, and then went kidnapped people and worked them to death, hanged them, lynched them, burned them, raped them, sold the church. You name every lowdown thing. It's nothing too savage for Caucasians. There's always a war. Now, I, I won't put it on all Caucasian because you have good and bad and all. You have savage black folk. You got savage white. But the, but the way things have been going, the founding people here really were savages, and they passed it on to their children. But now, Egypt, then they say Libya, and we know Libya is in Africa, all these Africa, but then they say Canaan. Canaan, the land of Canaan is where Jerusalem is today. Canaan had a son named Jabez, and Jabez is where Jerusalem gets his name from. Now, to go a little bit further with that is the fact that Moses, if you look at the, your Bible, Moses was in Egypt. During the time Moses was in Egypt and passed for Pharaoh's grandson, it was a black Egyptian king. How? And he had just said, kill all the newborn Hebrew children. He couldn't kill them all because all they, they looked just alike. They looked alike. All they had to do was be raised in a different household. All of them were black. So could I just show you, say, that the Hebrew, that, that the Hebrews were Negroes. Now, when Moses killed the Egyptian, he fled to the land of Ethiopia. When he met his wife, Zipporah, she went to her father and told her father that they had found the Egyptian. So if the Egyptian were black, Moses had to be black because his wife described him as the Egyptian and the, and the Ethiopian were black and the Egyptian were black. They looked alike. And he married him, therefore all Moses' children were black. Now, case in point, Joseph was there before Moses in Egypt. When Joseph's brothers came to buy food, read your Bible, sir. You will find that Joseph's brother said that Joseph was an Egyptian. That means all of them were the same color. All of them were black. And I want you to take take this note down. The term white people started not in Europe, and it's not that that old. The term white white people started in the United States of America in 1680 and was not used in Europe at any time. The people call you a European if you're in Europe. If you're in Russia, you're a Russian. If you're in China, you're a Chinese. If you're in Japan, you're a Japanese. And now in America, you say you're white. But that was just to make you for, for white supremacy to make you above the Native Americans and the African Americans and, and the others that were here. Now, I want you to know that even uh, we look at King James and so many people 
run out by the King James Bible, this, that, and the other. But King James was responsible for the slaves, a lot of the slave trade. And he also had Pope Nicholas VI to sign a referendum for slavery, that slavery, now this is the Pope, signed a referendum that slavery was okay. So now this is the thing that we want to come, and I'm going to leave you with this because I had to talk earlier about certain things, but I want you to understand this. There is nowhere in the Bible that a person would curse to be black. There's nowhere in your entire Bible that people were cursed to be black. Okay? They say he cursed Ham and Ham became black. But let me tell you something. There's nothing but this demagogue that we have for a political leader back then that, that appeals to some of these undesirable white prejudice guys still teaching stuff like that, even in churches. But uh, he say, curse be the Canaan. He never cursed them. And by the way, they came from Africa. They're just uh, a faded virgin of a black person. But now there is a place in the Bible in Second Kings, the fifth chapter, verse 27, that a man was, was cursed to be uh, white. And it's the curse of Naaman. They said, uh, leprosy of Naaman will cling to you and your descendants. And it talks about Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat went away from Elijah's presence, and his skin was white as leopard. I mean, the people that leopard, their skin would turn, turn white. And they say, and it became white as snow. And he told him that all of his descendants would be leper, would be white. Leper white means white. Forever. That's the only place a person, somebody will curse to be in. And uh, all the way through the Bible, you're going to find out that uh, blacks, even uh, the Apostle Paul, with the Apostle Paul, they thought the Apostle Paul, Paul was the Egyptian. Now, I just told you that they thought the Apostle Paul was the Egyptian. In the book of Acts, you can find this, and I'm going to open it for questions. You, when you get an opportunity to look in the book of Acts, that's the 21st chapter of the book of Acts in the 28th verse, where they told Paul they thought he was that Egyptian took about 4,000 people out in the wilderness uh, to be to, to be slaughtered. Uh, so if they thought he was that uh, Egyptian, that means he was black. Uh, so it, it's so much that, that that false information and misinformation that have been taught us. And that is to continue to brainwash us that we're nobody. So I, I would I would implore you to a reading for yourself when when you hear me on the radio and I'm uh, speaking. Take notes. I want you to take notes. I want you to take these notes. And when you take the notes, I want you to take the notes so that you could find out. Go back and look what I say. I teach uh, my church members. To go back and speak what I have to say, the ones in the seminary that I'm the director of and when I'm teaching, I want I want the students to read me because the Bible tells us that we study to show ourselves approved, not 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 your pastor, not your teacher, but we just study so we can learn that a, a, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. With that, I say thank you and. Uh, uh, 
we're open now for for Q and A period is now open. So if there are any questions, I'm ready for to answer them. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Kemp. Powerful show. Thank you for all the information that was given tonight. Great teaching. All right, everybody, you heard him. The lines are now open for you. Those that are on the line right now, if you have questions, comments, statements for Dr. Kemp, the line is open for you right now. We don't have to do it like we did it the other night, uh, but I do want to open the lines for you tonight. God bless you. Good evening. You're on the show with Dr. Kemp. Uh, uh, Please feel free to ask questions or make your statements now. God bless you. Good evening. Right, anybody, you're live with Dr. Kemp, Break a Change, History Talk. All right, Pastor, have listeners, but no questions, no statements. Yeah, I would like to say, just say that uh, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Uh, iron sharpens iron. If you have something that you would like to share with us tonight that you studied, pertaining to uh to the history uh if it's pertaining to genetics if it's pertaining to uh anthropology or whatever if it's something you'd like to to share if it's something about emancipation proclamation the 15th to 13th amendment uh please share it i i'm, I'm here i'm listening first amendment second amendment whatever you want to uh share about we can talk about it and discuss it about reparations or whatever we need to do. Uh we could share about that and uh I'd be willing to do my best to answer any question that's asked. So if you have a question you you're more than welcome to ask. Like I say, the only dumb question is one not asked. Thank you and God bless you. Amen. 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 All right, we thank everybody for turning us on tonight. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, Break and Change podcast. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Thank Dr. Kemp uh, for being here tonight with History Talk. Had a great show with him on Sunday night on Raising the Sound. Please feel free to go in the archives and pull that show up and take a listen to it. Uh, the show for Raising the Sound, uh, Sunday, June 27th. Powerful show. Take a listen to that. All right. That's going to wrap it up for me. Uh, so it's back in your hands, Dr. Kemp. Amen. I, again, I just want to thank each and everyone who uh, tuned in tonight. And I pray it was something said, something done that gave you more knowledge of yourself about God's creation. And that make. And I pray that it's something that will make us want to study God's words more and study about ourselves as a people, so specifically not just ourselves, but I pray that white kids would really do their research because they, they have been brainwashed that there's someone that's special and they're, they're, they're not special. The Bible declared that God is not the respecter of people. God doesn't care what color we are. And, 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 and the only people do that are the people on this earth which are Caucasian. And I, I would like to just say this as I, I go, as I leave there, it's only about 850 million uh, Caucasians on the earth, on, this, on the globe today. 
but there's 7.5 to 7.9 billion people on earth. So you make up less than 11%, those who are Caucasian, you make up less than 7%. Africa, India, and China have a great deal more people than than, than are Caucasian, not even counting the rest of the world, that's, and they are not Caucasian. So don't 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 think that we that people don't know uh that you make up less than that but you are the most violent people in the world. So with that said, we're gonna go on, I'm gonna pray our way out of it and I want our people to learn to read. The Bible the Bible tells us about reading, about searching the scriptures and things. It's time that we read the Bible, but it's time to pick up and learn about who you are. I didn't get down into talking about tonight about the uh, Garden of Eden where it was located, and I could prove to you that it was located in Africa and around the areas where they found these different fossils, and it does line up with the Bible. All you have to do is look up the guy on Pishon River. So with those things said, let us, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we come asking, Lord, that you would look upon those people from 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 a surf, which surf thing of Florida, and that you would bless them, Lord. They have uh, lost their families because of condo collapse in Surfside, Florida, and uh, so many people have been killed. They've found so many, they've found that ten or eleven bodies uh, so far, but. I think it's about 150, 149 still missing. So, Lord, we pray that you comfort the family that lost loved ones and comfort those who are waiting for the remains of either those who may have lived through that catastrophic collapse of the apartment or condo that's there. Lord, I ask a special blessing, Lord, upon each and every one of them. Now, Lord, I ask a special blessing on my family right now. We have lost. Two, two family members plus my son, my grandson was shot, and his girlfriend and one of his friends. So I pray for their recovery, Lord. I, I thank you. Now, Lord, I ask that you would bless each and every one who are listening. Bless every church that's open, preaching and teaching your holy word. Bless us, Lord, both individually and collectively. Black, white, rich, poor, purple, green. Bless all of us, Lord, but teach us to live by your holy word. Walk with us, talk with us, lead and guide and strengthen us, Lord, that we would do what you would have us to do. Now, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would go to the politicians and ask them to stop stop, stop uh, passing bills and things to separate the country by color and to do things to stop blacks and Latinos from voting, the Voting Rights Act trying to suppress it, and all the things that they've been doing so far, Lord, let us learn to live and love one another. You say your words, say, love you one another if I love you. That greater love have no man than this, that a man lay his life down for a friend. How can we say we love God who we've never seen, but we hate our neighbor? Lord, let us practice love because the greatest gift that we have is love because God is love. Now, Lord, I just thank you. Thank that you bless Reverend. Reverend William, Lord, as he continued to try to teach his people with all the different ministries that he has, he's trying to reach the people with the best things that he could give them, and that's the spiritual food and self-pride. Once you have self-pride and spiritual food, Lord, 
and you begin to walk in the ways of the Lord, there's nothing higher or no higher calling than walking in the ways of the Lord. Oh, Lord, we, we praise you. Lord, we, we need you. In the mighty name of Jesus, now, Lord, hide me behind your cross. Show none of me but all of you. And let the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart, I pray that they were acceptable in your sight. Now, Lord, as we prepare to leave this, your podcast, Lord, we pray we never leave far from your presence. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, rest in the Bible with us henceforth and forevermore. And all God's children said, Amen, and I love everybody. It ain't nothing, nothing you can do about it. Good night. Amen. God bless you, Pastor. Good night. We love you. Good night, everybody. Peace. Have a blessed one. Oh, my people, I love you. We're a family.
we thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio where we are breaking chains. Being sponsored by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.